Welcome to the Skeptic Choir. Fourth episode of the third of April 2013. Yes, I'm totally mixing up those words. Put them in the proper order of the Skeptic Wire. Yay! Yay! Commas and colons and semicolons. Oh my! Are you trying to be E. Cummings and just put it all at the end? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the, at the end of the podcast, all of our punctuation will be awesome. I am your host, Gary Lawn, and with us today, with us, with me, with me today, is a dog. Is a dog that just won't shut up. Harpo. Doing her best monkey impersonation. What? Waggy, 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 waggy. Yes, good dog. So, with me today are Greg Perrine and Dog. Don't call me a bibliophile. <laughs> <laughs> and Donna Swafford oh. and Nut Dog. Ohio Gozaimas. I decided to say hi in Japanese. Ohio? Today. Ohio Gozaimas. I went to college in Ohio. And there were there were there guys guys among us? There was a significant gay population in my college. Okay, so you can say oh, Ohio, gays among us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For our Japanese listeners. <laughs> Gary's email address is... <laughs> blah, 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 at blah, 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 Craig blah, Craig Prime at Skeptical Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how's everybody's weeks been? A week. Last week. This this past week. This week between last week and this. <laughs> busy? <laughs> Has it been busy? <laughs> oh, mine's been busy, absolutely. Hi, how you doing? Welcome to the Skeptic Wires, the 104th. Uh, that's two years. We've been doing it for two years. I've been doing it for two years. You laggards and slackers. <laughs> did Gary just start the podcast over? I think he did. I need sleep. I've been needing sleep for a couple of weeks. Okay, so, what we got? What were you saying? You're saying it's been birthdays. busy. Birthdays. Let's just move to birthdays. <laughs> I think that might be the best course. Birthdays! Do we have any birthdays this week? Of course we have birthdays this week. Why would we not? Yes. We have birthdays. Yay! Well, I mean, we personally don't, but there no. are birthdays of there, skeptical and there, atheistic people. Yes. <laughs> so, um... Maybe I'm just going to talk and not let anybody talk about anything else except for what I want to talk about. Okay. I don't have any birthdays, though, so I'll let you go. Sorry. Born April 3rd, 1949. 1949. And it's not from 1934 who Donna is thinking of. George Orwell. No, it is not Jane Goodall, who was also born April 4th, ah. April 3rd. Was it John Goodall, her older mm, twin brother? No, but it is male, an author and philosopher. And philosopher, huh? Yes. A.C. Grayling. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now... Yay! I, I, I am in... I'm in awe. <laughs> was he that just even... pulled like right yeah. off the top of your head, or yeah, pretty much? Well, he he did speak at the American Atheist Convention that we were just at. Yeah, so. right. And and I get that, but 
I don't think we've ever gotten it just by, you know, a, a date. Pure, pure guess. A clue, a clue just there. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, 1949, born and uh, went on to do f- mostly philosophy stuff and, um, you know, talks about the refutation of the idea of the skepticism in the philosophical, philo- philosophical skepticism. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> in the falafel sense. <laughs> yes. Philosophical skepticism, which is the idea, oh, you, we can't know anything. So that would actually be Gnosticism or agnosticism. Yeah, so kind of refuting those kind of points and saying, yes, we can eventually, to our best knowledge, know some things, and that has can lead to a materialistic and rational discussion of real-world events. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty um, not as famous as the other four horsemen of the atheist, new atheist movement, but... Yeah, um, he's not really a horseman, is he? Not so much. Um <laughs> But he's like from England. Pony and I, boy. Uh, <laughs> pony boy. I, the outsiders, I don't know. <laughs> Seeing how he's from England, I assume he can ride a horse. I can assume everybody in England knows outsiders? how to ride a horse. Uh, pony I vaguely boy. remember it. I think, yeah. I think yeah. that's right. That was one of the name of the guys. no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so you, did you just say that everybody in England can ride a horse? That's my assumption. <laughs> okay. But they would probably say the same thing about people who live in Texas. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. We have video proof that, in fact, that is not true. I've ridden a horse, but horses don't like me. Every time I've ridden a horse, they've tried to brush me off on a bush or a tree. I guess better that than a rock. There were no rocks. (laughs) There were only bushes and trees, and they went straight At least they didn't try to throw you. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, so some of A.C. Grayling's famous books are Refutation of Skepticism, The Future of Moral Values, The Meaning of Things, and his most recent one, the 2011 The Good Book, which I think I... is kind of uh, um, focused mainly Wow. You're having a bad one today. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Which is focused mainly on... The plane. Atheistic morals. <laughs> Doesn't it focus mainly on the plane in Spain? The rain? <clears throat> no. Okay. What's what, uh, is, is Eliza Doolittle or something? Is that yes. the character? Who's, the rain in Spain. Yeah. Calls calls mainly on or it could be also a Christmas reference when Santa Claus got hit by a 747 and uh, it seemed that the reindeer in Spain got hit mainly by the plane. I had not heard of that one. <laughs> it, there's a little bit longer setup to that, but that's the gist. This is why I'm not a comedian. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, A.C. Grayling, philosopher and atheist activist and speaker in... He's got good hair, too. Yes, very, like, wavy and flowing. And... Well, it's better than mine. <laughs> Which is which, which is, is uh, not saying much. <laughs> not saying much. And it's really not uh, much of a podcast joke. So, <clears throat> this is all on. going somewhere else. So, Casey <laughs> so, okay. Grayling, happy birthday! Happy birthday! And he was uh, he was he spoke at the atheist convention that was this past weekend that the, we all attended. Well, you guys attended. I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a difference. Yeah, I got I got to see one one talk. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
which we'll 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 speak about uh i'm sure later on sunday okay so uh how was the atheist convention said i what was it about were they atheists it was about three days yeah on on <laughs> easter weekend which is cool in austin yes so for if you missed it well you missed it well, starting out, the fact that it was in Austin was because of 50 years ago, Madeline Murray O'Hare started American Atheists in Austin. Oh, we're back Austin. to the hair. What is it with you guys in hair? <laughs> Not Masters. you guys. You're just taking, a, you're taking a little personally. <laughs> Madeline Murray O'Hare. That's her name. <laughs> Schmuck. Yeah, you're not, you're not really making it any better. Oh, <laughs> hair. <laughs> So this was their 50th anniversary, so they decided, let's do it in Austin again. Oh, good. And in the booklet that they gave everybody when they registered, there's a nice big welcoming page from the mayor, or I think it's the mayor, yeah, the city of Austin mayor saying, welcome to Austin, we, oh. we appreciate your business, that's always a good thing. And, and the uh, governor of Texas is not the mayor of Austin. <laughs> no, 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 no. Very, very, very different there, <laughs> those two. But also the, the the actual people at the hotel were very accommodating. They were very friendly. They weren't like, oh, these dirty atheists. Apparently, and I checked this out after I heard the announcement, at least in my room, that they went around to all the rooms where the people who registered for the conference and they took out the Gideon's Bible before we got there. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they knew their – well, I, I, it may have been requested or maybe they did it on their own, but – they well, knew their audience and were accommodating to us and were friendly and and with the exception of one thing, apparently they did not buy enough alcohol for the bar because apparently Sunday night they ran out of alcohol at the bar. <laughs> okay, that is not knowing your audience because <laughs> with a few exceptions, we are a drinky bunch. Yeah, right. and well, that's kind of understandable because that's Sunday, so. Uh, the 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 conference was going to end right. on Sunday, so they were probably expecting people not to stick around as much. Yeah, and it, I had to say it's not all alcohol. I think they just ran out of some good beer. beer. It was good, good beer, beer. They said. Yeah. yeah. So let me make that clarification. The tweets I saw. <laughs> I just thought that was really it. funny. I was like, Hyatt out of beer, sad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like the Hyatt is known for its drinking establishments. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one little bar in the in the yeah. lobby. It's mostly for travelers and stuff like that, having right. their their I just got off a plane and I'm really stressed drink kind of stuff, or mm -hmm. I just closed the business deal, yay, or I'm gonna sleep with this hooker, yay, you know, or I'm an atheist, I need a beer, yay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, uh, another fun, not so fun thing that happened on Sunday. Fun, not so fun thing. Not so fun. Okay. Um, you know, after three days, um, I came out to to find that my car was dead. So he needed his car resurrected. <laughs> was it behind a, a rock? No, yeah. but it was next to a rambler. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> and Jesus did ramble a lot. So yes. okay. Yeah. So yeah, I. I was it a Nash Rambler? I don't know. I don't know these things. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was kind of depressing after three days to come out and my car is dead. But fortunately, AAA um, came on by and the and the guy was like, "Oh, what you what you doing here for?" It's like, "Oh, it's a American Atheist 50 Year Convention." Oh, that's really neat. I know, I know some atheist, and, and this guy is. Uh, I know an atheist. <laughs> he, he knows some atheists. He's apparently um, he was out of. Hispanic descent, but he's apparently really getting into Judaism. 
but he was saying it in a way in that, that is he's, a gateway drug. <laughs> he's um, he's researching different religions, so it was nice. Kind of is one of those things where a lot of people, especially at that kind of convention, are afraid of coming out. They don't want all their family to know, or people at work can't know. It's nice to know that when you you can tell people, oh, it was an atheist convention, not everybody is going to freak out on you. Yeah. And they're going to help you jump your car so yeah, you can get resurrect home. resurrect your car. Yes, after three days. <laughs> after dead. three days. Oh, oh, the signs. Oh, how can you not believe, Craig? <laughs> I mean, you were probably ne- parked next to a rock that rolled in front of your car. Exactly. Because the, the rambler. <clears throat> ah, a little electricity and away you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> I, so I guess we kind of skipped to the end of the conference without actually talking about the conference. The conference itself. Well, I can't. I once again cannot really speak about the conference. I, I did. I did man the the coalition of reason slash Texas free thought slash fact slash all other San Antonio things table slash skeptic wire slash skeptic wire <laughs> and got got to meet uh, some very interesting folk as they came by and talked with yeah. me and us. Got pamphlets and buttons and yeah, and we gave were, we were right next to the Planned Parenthood people. Yeah, we they were cool. pretty awesome. Yep. who were also free thinkery, which is pretty cool. Yep, more um, on the agnostic side, but certainly uh, allies. Yes, yes, indeed. So, they were amongst friends, very much so. And it, it, speaking Wait. of amongst friends, I find that the more of these conventions I go to the more I have a tendency to just hang out with the people I already know. <laughs> so it's it's less of an opportunity for me to... Get to la- know people? Well, for lack of a better term, evangelize about the podcast. So it's more just... Uh, it's, it's a nice, fun, kind of summer camp, relaxing weekend for me, where it's just a bunch of cool people that I like hanging out with. And without people breaking into your room and putting your clothes uh, in water and then timing in knots? Um, hasn't happened to me yet, but I can only hope. <laughs> okay. I know right, for next Donna's time. bucket list. <laughs> well, that's going on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So how, how was the conference overall? I, it seemed to me that the talks on Sunday compared to other conferences I've been to, the, the talks were fairly short. They're about 30 minutes. I think they were all kind of scheduled about that, that kind of... About like two or three half an hour talks, and then a fifteen minute break. Two mm. or three half an hour talks. I think it was a good pace. I think they scheduled breaks well, and it stayed relatively on schedule, which is, lack of a better term, a minor miracle for conferences. <laughs> well, it was Easter. Yeah, so it's it's. It, I I think they they balanced the different kinds of speakers fairly well. Uh, you had one or two people who. Like, this was their first atheist convention. For example, uh, Cara Santa Maria, who is um, a science blogger for HuffPo, and she's been on a lot of... Um, she does her own video series, which is Talk Nerdy to Me, and she's been on podcasts and video series and stuff to promote science, and she's generally a science geek and secular. But this was apparently her first speaking engagement at a convention, so she kind of gave the... Well, this is why you should be an atheist speech, ah. which is fine, but 
is kind of a little silly to do at an atheist convention. <laughs> it's be, it's beyond preaching to the choir. It's trying to convert the choir. Yeah. <laughs> However, I, I can see that if you're not getting some of those speeches, um, I mean, it's a good one to have to remind you on what the arguments might be. Uh, so Or first-timers. It, yeah. This is their first convention. So... I think as in general, if most people are not giving that kind of this is why you should be an atheist speech, instead giving the what's next speech or yeah. how to be an activist or here's this cool sciencey thing like um, – I can't remember who did it, but at Skepticon 5, one, present, um, one speaker gave a presentation on the history of werewolves, mm-hmm. which was interesting from a skeptical sciencey point of view in you know how these kind of myths can build. And and those kind of talks are really good because it's not your standard like oh this is my book about you know how not to be an atheist how I to really, be an atheist. Sure. So I, I think it was a good mix, and I think they did a good mix of male female, um, you know, Caucasian and non-Caucasian, um, mm-hmm. and variety of topics. So I think the the sked, the conference itself was just organized very well. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. There was. And now I'm going to, you know, touch on the the white el- the elephant that we're trying to step around. We there are? was, well, the white elephant. Yes, the big white one. It's it's <laughs> not December. We're not doing a white elephant exchange. About a lot of people were there, and a lot of people were promoting social justice, feminist, minority issues mm-hmm. that are not usually talked about at a for atheist conferences. Yeah, we had the the. I think she's the president of Black Nonbelievers or or something like that out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, there's the Hispanic American Freethinkers. There was a speaker there from that. And, you know, obviously also people like Greta Christina who talked about women's issues. Right. Greta Christina, Ophelia Benson, um, Beth Presswood. And forgive me because I can't remember who else was on that panel. Uh, Zom Gets Chris also. Uh, was Christina there. Rad. Christina Rad. Yeah. Right. Um, Jamila Bay, who gave an excellent talk about actual how to debate, yeah, which was, you know, phenomenal. And she, you know, <clears throat> she pulled a firebrand black preacher thing because she was all like, well, let's let's have a debate about, you know, moralities and atheism. And she pulled this preacher fire and brimstone thing playing the other side. It was Completely hilarious, and there, she had the crowd amen and and, and, <laughs> and you know, preach it, sister, preach it. <laughs> well, a lot of times, as intellectual skeptics and atheists who are all about the rational argument or something, we forget just how much the how it is talked about is just as important yeah. as what is said. Presentation. Yeah. Jerry Dewitt opened, I think it was Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning, with his preacher experienced voice. He got the crowd up and going. He was, he, I think he was the first one on Sunday. And I talked to him later that day. It's like, I don't know if someone with your skills who can get the, the, the blood pumping of the group should start the day to get everybody started off and, and kind of, okay, yeah, let's be energetic the rest of the day. Or should you be the last person at the end of the day to say, have that hurrah, hurrah encore of, all right, now let's go out and do stuff. Let's make a difference. And go on a pub crawl, <laughs> apparently. So uh, that's making a difference. There were there were some speakers who 
are very, very dry. And he didn't speak at this convention, but I include Richard Dawkins in mm. that category of he's very smart. He's a great writer. He's a great advocate and a great cheerleader. Uh, that's a weird visual, sorry, for <laughs> atheism and skepticism. But he's you a ha- little on the boring side. You when really he talks. have to like the the British accent. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, so it's the, nice the, the aforementioned AC Grayling, he's okay. He's not so dry that um, you need to put butter on him to make him more interesting or jam. <laughs> I'm thinking toast is dry. Shut up. <laughs> but he's you know, but he's not like rah rah Jerry DeWitt or or something like that. Or mm. hasn't got the emotional punch of Teresa McBain, who mm. this was the one year anniversary of her coming out publicly as an atheist mm. and. You know, even a year away, I still got a little teary about how emotional that was for her to just reveal it and take that away, weight away from her shoulders. <laughs> so, yeah, a good mix of the really boring, smart, smarty, smart talks and also the smarty, smart, interestingly presented talks is good. Um, I also want to give props to Blair Scott, who introduced everybody and did a phenomenal job kind of keeping the crowd going between the talks with his little comedy bits. It was, he had some really great little zingers in between, you know, I do think he needs to enunciate a little more sometimes because some of his punchlines, he would just kind of mumble away Hmm. and everybody, every, (laughs) no, no, Everyone, I, I could, you could see the entire audience turn to each other. So, what did he say? Oh, oh, he said this. Oh, ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll ask the question. What was the highlight for you? Oh, crap! I was afraid you were going to ask this. Um, and yet he didn't prepare. He was hoping you'd forget. Yes, that was the extent of my fear that I put it <laughs> off entirely. Um, he's, a, he's like a kid going to class, hoping that the that the teacher will not take up the homework i i I honestly think it was the enthusiasm and variety of the people there that um because because with me the speakers are great and all but the everybody who's there the some nine to 900 to a thousand people who are there are what really makes it an energetic interesting conference so it's you know it's good to have an enthusiastic leader of an organization like david silverman but even just within the organization, you have Amanda Kneef and all the other people who do the day-to-day work to make a conference like that go off and really kind of give it their all. And everybody else who has their blogs, their podcasts, whatever, and are trying to make a difference. Hmm. What about you, Donna? Well, I really enjoyed actually meeting Richard Carrier. He and I, uh, Friday night, had uh, just this amazing talk with Christina Rad and Aaron Raw. He's not British, is he? No, he's American. Okay, just making sure because that's just another Richard in the pantheon of Richards that we are aware of. You know, and um, <laughs> so it was just you know this really great organic conversation, and we talked about everything from werewolves to the Alamo to current films and current events. It was just just you know, really awesome little kind of meeting of the minds. And then on Saturday, Aaron Raw and I took um, DPR, his one of the guys that works on Magic Sandwich Show. Yeah, DPR over, Jones. Yeah. Over to um, 
the capital texas capital yeah. which was hilarious because he walked around and he was like really <laughs> this is y'all's capital and just it was hilarious especially when we got into the um senate room because they have the two big paintings of the alamo hmm. and so we were nitpicking all of the like the racist and misogynistic aspects of the painting how all the African-Americans are, are painted more monkey-like and how all the valiant huh. Texans are are beautiful with kind of like flowing hair. Very much like the cover of a romance novel. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it was just hilarious. It's, it's, it's basically, which you, you kind of expect that the good people are going to look good and the bad people, people are going to look bad. Right. And that's exactly yeah. what they and did. And that's what they were trying yeah. to portray. Yeah, exactly. And there's like, a ghost on one of them. Really? Yeah. One Ghost painting. of whom? Some Mexican that some <laughs> Texan. <laughs> ah, some, some unnamed Mexican. Some weird member would, of Santa Ana's army. That's where they would draw the ghost. There must be a story behind that. Yeah. So was your conversation with Richard, when was that? Was it Friday? Friday night. Okay, so that was after he basically opened up a can of worms for the trolls by talking about atheism plus. No, I thought he talked about that on Saturday. No, he he spoke on Friday. Okay, then yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. We One of the interesting things about the conference is within the first day, especially around when people started tweeting about Richard Carrier's talk, which is atheism dot 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 plus what, right. where he essentially espoused the idea of, yes, atheism plus is a good idea. We should do more than just say God or no God. We hmm. should take take that to mean that we should do more social engagement. We should... And this is, a, this is an idea that's been around from, from months. For, well, it's been more than a year because you yeah. were talking about last last year at the convention. Yeah. It, well, it was only just kind of starting then, but it's it's now more entrenched of a thing. And as soon as people started tweeting about what he was talking about, you had two or three at least trolls kind of barging in on the AAACon13 Twitter hashtag and just kind of being trolly. Yeah, yeah, I know, because I got, I wouldn't say attacked by one, but I got um, harped on by <laughs> one of the trolls. Not for Richard Carrier's talk, but for the women in atheism talk. Another one that probably opened up a can of worms for the trolls. The, yes. The, the discussion was very interesting and amazing and positive, and all the women on that panel are awesome people. And then you just hear people... You, you see people twitting back saying, you know, you know, oh, you know, these wild, weird feminists and, and kind of putting words into their mouth yeah, of sure. what they're what they think people like Amy Roth are talking about or, or Jamila or, or right. any of them are saying. It's like, no, that's not what they said. Wait until you get a video and we can get more into this later because it has to deal with something else that happened this week. But, you know, all all the kind of vitriol that came out on that was really kind of sad and, and interestingly someone took it upon themselves to create a new twitter handle that took basically had a list of people who are anti-atheism plus and anti-feminism and just ignored them and retweeted everybody else <laughs> who did the aacon 13 hashtag so you kind of had a sanitized version of the aacon stream hmm. if you followed this one person one one Twitter handle. Huh. So, unfortunate kind of 
people barging in, but that hap- that's happened in every kind of conference. I've people. Well, not just know, conference. That, I mean, yeah. that's that's just internet troll behavior, right? Yeah. And yeah, pretty much anybody. What can you do? All, it's one of those things. There, at the same time that they were tweeting about how they disagreed with everybody at the conference that they weren't at, they were putting on things like free thought bullies and stuff, and talking about PZ Myers and and all that right. kind of stuff. It's PZ wasn't there. And, <laughs> and another argument that they were making was. Um, all the people at the conference who were promoting the women in atheism and Richard Carrier's talks, well, they were live tweeting and they were taking pictures at the conference, which was clearly against the rules because it said to to turn the phones off and look, we've got pictures from it. And I was just like, if they, okay, yes, they said, please turn your phones off. Most people took that to turn it to silent Yes. And the American atheists were promoting the fact, use the hashtag, hashtag yes. AACON13. Well, like That's- Martin Martin Wagner said, he, I think it was Martin Wagner, he basically went out and talked to a conference organizer and said, do you mean turn the phones off? And they said, no, we mean turn, turn, turn them on down. silent. Yeah. <laughs> Just and don't interrupt the conference. Yeah, you, you had the few people who had not turned it down. And it would start ringing it, and they would look around and go, oh, crap, sorry. And they, <laughs> they would turn it down as soon as they could no. because they realized they made a mistake. It wasn't like people were attacking people for having their phones out or anything. And, no. and they had people taking video, people taking pictures. That's all allowed. So, it, Yeah, why, why would you go to a conference where you couldn't take pictures of, <laughs> so of you know people that you thought were interesting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just one of those, it was one of the things that was brought up several times about, oh, well, look, all these, you know, atheist plus people and they're breaking the rules and why is it okay for them to break the rules and we can't call them feminazis? Because it's two different things. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just regurgitating. I don't, I don't don't get the whole anti-atheism plus anti-feminist thing and Obviously, it's because I don't have that mindset. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I follow it, and I, I see, I see the hatred that you know Rebecca Watson gets, for example. I've seen the uh, Christina Rad's YouTube channel gets inundated with just people just instead of talking about the points, you know, talking about what she looks like or right. the way she pronounces things and. Or you know, worse. Well, yes, that much, was one of the things worse. that Richard Carrier brought up was everybody in the atheist community that when you see this stuff, downvote it. Do your part to basically police the trolls. Get, make a make it have a social cost. Yes. For doing this, call people out for it, and and shame them. Yeah, and I like the idea of. Downvoting on Reddit, downvoting the comments on YouTube, because those two sites especially seem to be some of the most vitriolic. Reddit's miserable. Yeah. That's why I don't <laughs> usually go there. <laughs> I mean, basically, Reddit is a, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Scum, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, because 4chan is known for stuff like that, you know, being really bad. But Reddit's kind of like, you've just. Almost worse, I guess. I don't know. Yikes. Maybe not. 
<clears throat> Maybe well, not worse. E- even just More sometimes juvenile. the comments on people's <laughs> blogs, P.C. Myers, Richard, uh, Rebecca Watson's. Um, right. If but, you're saying your answer to Rebecca Watson isn't, here is your argument and here's why I'm disputing it, rather than you should be raped by a if your argument is you should be raped by a dog, <laughs> you don't you, have an you argument. You lost the argument. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they don't care because they said it. Yay, I got it out. <laughs> Which actually brings us to the next item: the American atheists. Well, no, it's not just it's not American, American atheists. atheists. It's, it's the open letter to the secular community. Now we're going to assume that everybody out there who listens to this podcast has read it. It's been posted from everybody, from Friendly Atheists to Freethought Blogs to uh, Skeptic. It's all over the place. If you haven't read it, pause for a second, go read it. We'll wait. We'll <laughs> include it in the show notes, please. Well, we'll, we'll include a link or something. Yeah. 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 A link. Are you done reading it? <clears throat> Me? No. Listener. Um. I think if, if if you're not done, call in now, <laughs> and we'll wait. Operators are standing by <laughs> to take your contributions. You can get a tote bag. <laughs> so it it this is a, a group letter from I'd say maybe what two dozen organizers from various groups um, in the secular community, and it's talking about. The tone of online communications. Gary's counting to double check me. Yeah, about two dozen. <laughs> See? <laughs> um, and how the, on, the, the back and forth online can be very detrimental to our community, or it can be a very positive thing. And they co-sign this, this very general open letter to essentially say, stop being dicks to each other. Or the more gender neutral, stop being crotches to each other. <laughs> it still doesn't work for me. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't. It's too funny of a word. Douches. Let's see. That's not anal that's... douches. That's not. That's not gendered. <laughs> anal douches are not. not okay, gendered. I can. I can go with anal douches. Yeah. Okay. You can? You can go with anal douches? Um, no, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> okay. Fine. So, do we want to talk first about the reaction that this letter has had? No, let's start with the letter or the first. letter itself. Yeah. We have, we have bad habit, unfortunately, of building up something and never actually addressing it directly yeah. for, like, minutes. And then we... I don't know what... We're trying to get to a punchline? No, let's just... <laughs> Let's just let's talk about the letter itself. Uh, you 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 effectively covered it. I I summarized it, but we can get into the details. Yeah. It, it, it basically that some some a lot of times what should be a civil discussion becomes a lot of name calling. Well, okay, that's that's sort. That's that's the, the umbrella idea. Yeah. Well, go ahead. They're, they're talking about communication talking amongst ourselves which apparently we are not doing very well right now they took a position and made a pledge that they weren't going to be uh anal douches and that we should be clear in our speech 
and kind in our speech and compassionate and not sink down to the level of the trolls and the, and the horrible people. And that you can make the point without being a jerk. Right. And that the, the message gets lost when you start throwing insults or misrepresenting what people are saying. And we should not do that because we're all supposed to be intelligent, compassionate, loving it, beings. It, it doesn't really represent our values no. to attack people when you disagree with them just for attacking them. And it, even amongst ourselves, especially amongst ourselves, if we're going to disagree, disagree, respe- <laughs> disagree respectfully. And again, attack the argument if you're going to attack it. But attack doesn't mean go at it. At, you know, like like a, a vandal or a Visigoth, uh, necessarily, uh, but have have a point because, as you said, when you when you say I I hope your argument gets raped by uh, camel fleas, um, you've lost. You've lost. So I I agree with this. There's there is a need for clearer speech, right? But also not just clearer speech, but not that knee-jerk reaction to go on the offensive or to take things personally when you see something Take written. things personally, that was another big thing, yeah. So it's it's not just the, when you're communicating, try to be as clear as you can, because there are some things that people are very clear on, and people jump on it and run with it. So they they read it once, or didn't even finish reading something, and went directly down to the comment section and started typing, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm angry. Sure. Um, so... Like, I kind of stop, think, then reread what you the other person wrote, and then respond. Which is supposed to be how you're you're supposed to do it anyway when you yeah. do stuff online. Because, as I do mention, there, there are no cues on, on how they mean something to be said. You can't see them. You can't hear their expression. You can't hear how, you know, the, the tone of the tone of the email... Uh, the voice, because yeah, they could be using point. a word that you find offensive, but they meant in a joking manner, or to try and make a point that you're not getting because you can't hear the intonation of the tone, of the of the point. Right, which is right back to the when you write it out, use clear, concise, concrete language, like you learned in freshman composition. Like you were supposed to learn in freshman composition. <laughs> <laughs> and even though the use of emoticons may seem trite and stupid. If you're making a joke, just put a little smiley in there so people or, know that you're trying to make a joke. Or the little, you know, hash, you know, not hashtag joke, but like, you know, joke on or something, yeah. you know. HTML some, tags. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm not a computer person. So when I post on Facebook to our Skeptic Wire page, I will often use the open HTML for sarcasm and the close HTML for sarcasm so people can know that I am trying to be sarcastic or or an LOL. Well, I don't use LOL that much, but a smiley or something that top that obvious because, like you said, Gary, when you're writing in text form, your meaning and tone doesn't always come through. And not and you think that there are some really good authors out there. You know, write books or, or great journal uh, articles for New York Times or whatever who have practiced for years on how to get their point across. Most people who are blogging and especially are commenting have never had done that much writing training to know exactly how to get their point across. So yeah. they need to kind of read through what they've done a couple times before they just send something off. 
Sure. I, I know I do it. I, I've been writing for a while. <laughs> but I'm I'm constantly refining what I write, and sometimes I eventually decide not to send stuff because I can't yeah. get the, the, the proper meaning across. And, and that's mainly even because most of the stuff I post is snarky. <laughs> and, and you can still be snarky and still have fun and still make jokes sure. while still treating other people like the human beings that they are because that's easy to forget on the internet. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's really what this is all about. This is an internet communication saying, remember, you are talking to people. Be nice. Right. Right. Now, here's where I personally have issues with their statement. At the, the end of there where they're identifying the problems and they're going into their approach, they say, we unequivocally and unreservedly condemn those who resort to communicating in such a vile and despicable manner. But when you look at their approach to what should be done, it's moderate. Go offline and talk to the person. Listen more. Dial down the drama. Be charitable. Trust and verify. Help others along. They don't actually say what they're going to do to people who habitually break the rule. I see what you're saying, but in some ways I'm actually going to disagree with you and um, apparently the Secular Women Organization and Rebecca Watson in that that sentence of unequivocally condemning those people who speak in such a vile manner and all that, that was... I th saw that as a specific parenthetical related to talking about the debate over sexism and feminism, where they said w one part of online communication is the discussion of feminist issues, and we are, you know, we the undersigned um, say that it's a principle that men and women should have equal rights, and that flows from the core values of our movement. No ifs, ands, or buts. We are pro women, and sh it should be. Everybody should be treated equal. That I see that as a parenthetical where we we're not going to debate this because, as far as we're concerned, it's settled. Women are people to everything. Buddy should be be equal. That being said, the whole topic of the of the letter is followed up with general ideas, kind of an umbrella idea of how to start treating people online just in general, without getting into um, specific issues. Like, this is how to talk to people about homeopathy. This is how to talk to believers and how to not talk to believers. It's more just general ideas, just r thinking of how to communicate with people in general. And yes, I agree that it sucks that it does not go into specifics on how to deal with people who won't follow these these ideas because there are going to be people who don't and if you know what are we supposed to say go offline to the guy who said you should be raped by a dog and say you know you really shouldn't say stuff like that that's not going to work it's not but i think yes they didn't say that but that wasn't the purpose of the of the letter i mean you, you can because that's a specific case of one particularly bad thing right right this letter didn't cover that. What this, what I got from the letter was, this is generally how we feel about this. These are bad. These are good. This is how you can start to talk. Um, and the problem I had with the responses and why they didn't sign was because they were looking for very specific 
ways on how the, they are going to deal with specific problems. And I think that that was out of the scope of the open letter. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not write the open letter, so I don't know yeah. if they thought maybe they had covered that, in which case the responses are absolutely right. They should have said, well, we're going to ban them. Um, and that's fine, but that, they're talking about mo- moderating comments. Okay, well, moderating means that you get to choose on your blog what you're going to do, right? So they, they're saying, yeah, we recommend you moderate. Okay, so then you can block people. So that's one thing. You get to choose on that, right? Um, now, again, I may be reading more into this than than they're writing, and I've, I'm pretty sure I'm reading more into it than the responses. <laughs> right, <laughs> and I agree. So. I, I like the letter. I like what they've started with. Right. But I think that there needs to be there, more discussion. There needs to be more... There needs to be a follow-up. They need, they need to start oh, yeah. digging down. Right. But to me, this is this is an overview, and that's, they say it's an overview. Yeah. <laughs> this is an open letter on on how they can do it. I mean, if they're not. It's not. It's, it's this is like Obama's brain initiative. It's <laughs> it's a broad introduction into into it, what they want to talk about. It's a push for civility, and yeah. they end the um, the letter with. All right, I'm going to count here so Gary doesn't have to recount me. Seven ideas <laughs> for how to have more civil online discussions. And these are not, okay, try step one, moderate blogs. If that doesn't work, try step two, go offline. You know, it, there there's a point where, you know, uh, you know the, the fourth point was dial down the drama. Well, if you post something, you're reasonable, and someone goes apeshit on you, it's not your fault that the drama happened, but you were the better person. And I think that's really what the idea of this letter is, is in general, try to be the better person. And most of the time it'll work. The unfortunate part is the people who are not going to follow this are the ones who are coming out raging against it as, you know, you know, th- this is just. This is the organization's trying to be all religious and tell us what to do or, or, or something well, like that. And, and that leads into the responses. Because one of the, the – and a proper criticism – well, a, a proper response that you say is most of the, pe- the people who are going to read this and follow it aren't the problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, the, the trolls are the problem and the people – and uh, you know, the assholes are the problem. They're not going to follow this and they don't care. Yeah. And, of course – it's not going to help to call them on the phone, as they rightly point out. But the point is, these are they're just giving ideas on how you might be able to approach it. Right. Like, Rebecca Watson's response, I, I was not happy with. I, not so much the ideas in it, but if you read the first couple of paragraphs, it's a big turnoff. It's exactly what the letter, what the open letter is addressing. She's being a jerk. She, uh, <laughs> yes. She's being a jerk. She's she, saying they're coming down, raising the golden tablets. That's not what they're doing. The, the <laughs> use of the word stone tablet tablet communication no. is a very loaded term, and I do think that she could have worded it a little better to to 
to well, not. She doesn't even have to. Not, it's not, it's, it's, she she's saying that they're coming down from on high and saying that this is how you do it. And but that's not exact. That's what she, I think she missed the point. She has some good criticisms of it, but if you don't like Rebecca Rebecca Watson, um, and obviously there's a huge contingent that don't, <laughs> it, they're not going to leave. It won't matter what she's written, right? They're just but, not going to like her. But I mean, I almost didn't want to read past the first couple of paragraphs because she she's making a, a very large point in kind of a rude manner at the beginning. She makes some good points later, but you have to get past this her being offended. By, by their letter. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the way Rebecca watches it. I, I get that, you know, but I think in this particular case, uh, she's she she hurts her she hurts her point by being so rude up front. So she kind of makes a point that they're making, which is you know we can be civil about this, and she's not really that big. The so. the open letter said, you know, essentially stop calling people names, and she starts out by calling. People names by saying stone tablet communication, like you said, great points about that. The problem that this this letter is just about online communication. That's not the whole problem. You've got people groping people at conferences, people stalking people at conferences, and people in real dog life, dropping. Yes. Oh yeah, no, and, and exactly, and they're not going to be following the open letter anyway. So what do you do? Right? And and the idea that <laughs> the the atheist organizations and secular skeptical organizations should do more to push on feminist issues, which are just equal rights issues. Mm-hmm. They should do more to push gay issues, um, sure. because it's it's all about secular values saying everybody should be equal. She makes great points. I, I think at some level, I, I'm, I'm probably reading too much into this and I could be wrong, but the way I see Rebecca Watson is she's so used to being attacked that oftentimes the natural psychological kind of instinct is to for her to go on the offensive first. And I don't blame her at all because there's some been some horrible shit thrown at her. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and I think her best quality is that she stands up and says, "Fuck you, no," and stands for what she believes in. At the same time, the the kind of trying to associate the leaders of these organizations with stone tablet makers who are yeah. putting down their will on other people, it doesn't help. From a feminist point of view, and I'm not saying... From a female point of view, because presumably we're also feminists. Right. (laughs) No, I'm going to say from... You know what? Let me amend that. From the radical feminist point of view. Oh, okay. (laughs) There is a difference, and I would say that the three of us are more traditional feminists, in that more of an egalitarian men and women should be treated equally. Radical feminism is women are better than men. And, you know, men should be that castrated. This is coming blah, blah, across blah. as stop being a bunch of uppity women. Wait, wait, the which letter part? from o- the letter, the open letter to the secular community. Why what? don't you all just no? it's a lot of sit down, calm down. Everybody needs to take a step back. I no, I'm, I'm going to disagree. I, I, I can see. I'm not saying. I'm no, not saying that. That's I can, where I, I can. I can see how it's being being taken that way because those seven points follow the debate over sexism and feminism portion. Yes, that's that's <laughs> why I said earlier that the section about sexism and feminism that seemed to me to be a parenthetical. 
that it was put in the middle to say this is the elephant in the room that ever that has been one of the biggest reasons for vitriol on the internet yeah. we are going to address this to say we agree that sexism and anti-feminism and anti-gay anti-hispanic anti-black all those yeah. really well chart topics are bad close parentheses here are some just ideas for general online okay, so that, that's how you see it. And, now, I, and now that you've pointed that out um i'm sorry i'm gonna interrupt you because that that's the way i read it but now that you said that I now understand why they responded the way they did, because I didn't think about the debate over sexism and feminism and then our approach fall immediately following yes. that section. It might have been better to put the sexism and feminism it. point at right. the very end. Okay. If, if, if they really meant it to be separate, put it as the end at the yeah. end. But then again, it could be interpreted at the end. It was just an add-on. It was a PSO. We got to placate those feminists. That would be the cynical way to read that. I, I honestly, yeah, okay. It's it's such a charged topic that. that it's hard to really address it well without missing out of it. And, and that's why the secular women organization seemed to have decided not to sign it, right. is they felt that it didn't go far enough in dealing with. Skeptics, mm-hmm. how atheists and skeptics are f- treating, how a lot of people in the atheist skeptic community are treating people who are pushing for um, equal sexes, feminism kind of topics, well, how they're being treated. Yeah. Well, like I, Rebecca, Rebecca Watson said, you know, uh, f- first of all, the secular women weren't apparently consulted on the writing of this. As far as we know, they were not. Right. We don't know. We don't know. I, I can talk to one of them. I actually know okay. several people in the secular woman group. And, you know, uh, Americans United for the Separation of Church and State also didn't, uh, Barry Lynn, he didn't sign it either. Um, we, we don't know why. We don't know why. But Rebecca has a hypothesis on yeah. why, but um, we don't know. We don't know. So... Well, one thing that I wanted to say, and this is kind of going back to the AA conference, during Richard Carrier's speech, I was seated on an inn, and right right across the aisle from me was what we traditionally think of as atheist, older white male. And what was funny was during Richard Carrier's speech, every time that he talked about racism or homophobia, this guy was applauding. Anytime that Richard Carrier brought up feminism and including women, he would sit back, fold his arms, and be like, (laughs) you know, and these are some of the things that as women, we encounter on, I Mm -hmm. I mean, I encounter it at work. I encounter it at conferences. I've been told at conferences by somebody who listens to the Skeptic Wire, and I'm going to call you out right now, whoever you are, because I don't know your name. That it's a good thing that I'm doing a podcast because I'm not pretty enough to do a video blog like Christine huh. Rad. <laughs> Didn't no. mind that, you know, I have, you know, massive amounts of degrees and I can talk about all of this stuff. I'm not pretty enough. <laughs> These are the things that women are battling in addition to the, oh, well, she should be raped by a dog. And, oh, well, let's just post her address on the internet so yeah. that people can yeah. harass her. All, yeah. Uh, those are all pro- problems and they are problems in real life and right. online. Um, 
and they need to be addressed. And I agree with people like Secular Women and Rebecca Watson in saying we can do more. We must do more. Well, I think that... and But I think this letter in specific was trying to be just general communication, and they realized if they didn't talk about the, the attack on skepticism and fe- uh, on feminists, that there would be an even worse reaction, that they had to address it, but they couldn't fully address it in the, in the context of trying to just talk about general online communication. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, that's basically the point I I, I have well, to make. I, I couldn't. I don't know where to go from there. But yeah. I I think that I, the the communities have to address misogyny, transphobia, homophobia. In this general, there's the subtle version, and in that subtle version, you have that smaller umbrella of. Here's the really radical stuff that we really don't want to see, but we, they also need to fight the subtle, right? We, which is not really being discussed. It's this, you know, oh, here, we're going to throw this out. You know, here's some communication skills mm-hmm. for everybody. But again, this is not a specific, specific policy right. towards all this stuff. This is it's, a general policy right. on how to get along. So now that we know this... What's we can start. Step? We can start drilling down, which is, you know, the things that have been brought up by by these by the rebuttals. Mm-hmm. Good place to start. We can have a next op- a series of open letters on these kind of yeah. topics. But I have, I, have, I have a question. Here's a here's a feminist question. I don't know the answer to this, but it, it made me think. Um, so uh, chivalry has been described as socially acceptable sexism. Right. So and I had this conversation when I was in El Paso with my with my female friend. And so because we were I was, you know, I I've been taught to hold the door open, not just for females, but for just in general. And I but I have unless you're at work and people have to badge in at every door and you're not supposed to let people follow you. I'm just talking socially acceptable. You know, you hold the door, you let people in, whatever you be kind. And so we were talking about how, you know, feminists can, can take this. And I made the comment, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not holding the door open for, for you necessarily just to walk through. Because for all I know, there could be an axe murder in there. So really, what you're doing is you're testing the waters for So, if something's something's bad, uh, I can make it assess the situation and make a decision. So it's it's kind of the opposite of what I I can never remember what it is that when you're uh, the the traditional chivalrous version of walking down the street is you're supposed to walk on the street side, street side, right? So that the woman doesn't get splashed or something. You, well, you're saying it should be the opposite way. So if if the car goes careening off into the sidewalk, the other person gets hit first. Maybe, but I mean that, that's no guarantee. That's only if they just slightly come onto the thing because they could come all the way on and hit you if if you're all the way well, over. Well, if it's that bad of a car wreck, you're both fucked. So it <laughs> not doesn't necessarily because she can jump. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like you were saying with with motorcycle helmets. Those are for the low speed collisions, not the high speed collisions right. where you're dead anyway. Yeah. Okay. So so but that, that's but that's an interesting question because now. What are you going to do? Uh, because if if you walk in first, obviously, you know. I, personally, <laughs> I, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, 
I generally I hold. I'm I'm like you. I generally hold yeah. doors open for for the next I person. Like. No, just in general. I do it when I'm going to H-E-B. I do it when I'm going to Walmart. So does, does, does Mike hold the door open for you? Not really. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> do you open the do- hold the door open for him? If he's carrying something large. Oh. Like himself? No. <laughs> he is a large person. Like if he's bringing in groceries or something. Okay. All right. You know. But we've reached that point in our relationship where... Sometimes niceties and civilities don't really matter. It, once yeah. you get past the farting in bed thing, you know some of that stuff just goes <laughs> yeah. goes away. You know. But well, but one of the things that that occurred later, you know, during during the, the weekend that we were there is uh, whenever we get to a tour, <laughs> uh, we would vie for second place, <laughs> which is a, it's a joke. I well, would but, I would say that chivalry is modern day sexism. But if you and the person that you are dealing with, if it is, God, I don't know how to say this. Like in the South, I expect to see more of the door opening and allowing the woman because it's. Right. Well, see, I don't, I'm not doing it because I think she's weaker. I think I do it because I think it's a nice thing to do. Right. And I let her open the door. I let her, you know, buy my meals. Uh, not all the time. Right. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. Everyone's like, huh? Like, you know, I, put I, that accusatory yeah. finger away, Gary. <laughs> and that's, but. right, it is, in addition, you and her have negotiated certain things, yeah. whether communicating verbally or through just learning each other's nuances. You right. guys have established a... Relationship with it and a detente <laughs> of sexism, of sexism. Yeah. right? Because I mean, because if if I were the 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 uh, the typical male chivalry chivalrous male, uh, that person that male cannot allow the female to purchase lunch or dinner or whatever, right? Right, because that's demeaning. I don't have that problem. <laughs> right, and that's so all those females okay. out there. If you want to buy me a lunch or a beer or whatever, I got no problem with that. Well, <laughs> see, and I, I deal with that a lot of, you know, getting the door held open for me by total strangers, which I I don't say, you know, hey, don't do that. I can do it myself. Yeah. I just come to accept it is, in it's, general, unless they have given me a reason to believe otherwise. I think they're just trying to be polite. Right. And that's the way I look at it. Right. You know, I mean... There's, uh, there's a difference between there's something simple that everybody can do for everybody, which is holding a door open for someone, as opposed to, you know, you know, hey, let me pick that up for you, little lady. You know, you're too right. weak for that. And that's okay. where it kind of crosses that line of the intent behind it is, are you treating someone that way just to be nice or because you think they're weaker than you? Right. You know, the whole, I I think part of the discussions at one of the presentations at the AA conference was talking about this, how, how this is, how this is an issue of the old cartoon of the, the gentleman laying his raincoat across the puddle because, you know, I don't know. She can't get her feet wet. I never understood that one actually. A delicate flower, (laughs) but also the idea of things that are still kind of part of our culture that are just considered polite and nice, like women and children first. Because 
women and children are equal in not being able to take care of themselves. Uh, that's so that's what Christina, care for. Uh, Christina Rad talked about. Yeah. Was being grouped in with the children. Who exactly. Who are, in general, uh, weaker members of society. Uh, it's just physically weaker. But women are not. No. <laughs> right. Because, like, I mean, can, I'll give you an example it. of, like, something you were saying. I may have said this before, but Mike and I were at a store one day. And we were in, like, one of the big chain stores. Generic hardware store. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. You have to let me laugh. <laughs> okay. So Mike and I were in a home improvement store. And Generic was, home improvement store. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I was buying tile for my kitchen. And I found this tile. That Generic I tile. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Generic kitchen! I'm not interrupting you because you're a woman. I'm interrupting you because I need to get the funny okay, out. Now Otherwise, we have to, my now, head now we have to have caveats this entire yes. fucking time. Okay, fine. Oh, I didn't mean to say fuck in front of you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I said fuck in front of you because I know you can handle it, little lady. <laughs> every episode, every goddamn episode, you just dig yourself a hole, Gary. <laughs> Okay, so, buying tile, and I'm standing there, and I'm telling the guy that I need X amount of boxes of this tile, and he looks at me and says, you need to go get your husband, because I'm not going to sell this to you. It's radical, because it was a, a bright blue tile, and I'm all like... Purple hair. <laughs> I was like, first off... My house, I bought it. My credit card. Um, and to be honest, he really doesn't give a shit what color it is as long as he doesn't have to yeah. install it. He's been duct taping <laughs> paper bags on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I at this point, I walked out. I went to another generic home store, found another tile that I liked, and bought plenty of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you said that before or not. I don't listen to these things. I just edit them. <laughs> so. But like I said, these are, once again, talking about how there is... I had no relationship with this person other than he was going to sell me tile. Right. That was completely offensive. Right. Now, sure. if it had been... Either one of you guys who said, hey, you might want to discuss this. I'm not really sure this is going to go in your kitchen. I'm not sure this is going to look right. Because we've with... seen your house. <laughs> yeah, as eclectic as it is. Yeah. And, and we know we know you and the people who live there. And so we might think this is going to Be... uh, have them uh, so it... have some brain problems. <laughs> right, exactly. So with you guys, I know that either you're doing it just for the snark factor. Yeah. Probably more so that because I'm completely oblivious. Or we're just being passive-aggressive and we don't think blue is a good color. Right. That I'm okay oh, with. Oh, way to give away the color she was going for. She said blue, you moron. Did she? Yeah. Oh. I don't listen during a podcast either. So. <laughs> but It's amazing these things again, get out every week. It is the relationship that you have with that person, whether they are a total stranger there are things that you don't say to total strangers. You don't say, hey, move your fat ass. You say, 
please excuse me. I say that to total strangers, but that's mainly when I'm driving. Um, yeah, and they can't <laughs> hear you, sweetie. But no, I can I can see uh, uh, the guy saying, "Are you sure?" And then you're going, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure." But then saying, "Get your husband." <laughs> are you sure? Blue? Are you really sure? Have you discussed this with everybody in your house? Are yeah. you sure? Well, the porpoises yeah. are going to love it. Okay. Um, well, actually, they're not, because they're going to dive in, and it's going to be rock. I'm going to ignore that and talk to Donna. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, why, why so, are we looking at you? To be really sorry. The, the, so the issue is that... Um, I'm going to bring this back around somehow. Um, we still have really, really big feminism and, and sexism issues within the movement. It, well, Just but, like there's still... People out there who in the South use the N word, yeah, and, we, I, I, and and once we deal with the big overt sexism, racism, whatever issues, these kind of issues that they suggest of listening more and making your argument can be better for dealing with the more subtle stuff. Of do you realize that when you're opening the door for someone, that might be a problem. Or do you realize that if you ask someone for coffee in an elevator, right after they said that people hit on me too much at conferences, that that might be a problem? Yeah, and I, I think it's not <clears throat> because the movement is a microcosm of society. So, so it's really a societal problem that we need to address within the movement. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Use the movement the to help society yeah. in general. Yeah, uh, because we all know a couple of people who are just not lovers Complete of the female persuasion. Well, no, <laughs> no, they're bastards. lovers of the female persuasion. They just love them a little too much in a slightly they love, way. They, they, they like love them female, in a more Barbie way. They love females. They don't like females. You know what? Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. We're going to put that on a t-shirt. That'll be great. <laughs> we don't love females. We no, like them. No, they. They. The giant ants. Yes. Our giant ant overlords. Our giant ant overlords. They don't love females. No, wait. Actually, they. I think they do like them. They're quite tasty. I have a feeling we've lost our thread. Hmm. Yeah, we lost it a while ago. Hmm. That's okay. The Minotaur will be along any moment. <laughs> Anyway, so um, I started out thinking that the the responses to the open letter were a little bit further from left field than I was expecting. A little but bit over now, the top? I thought so. Uh, I still think Rebecca Watson's is a little bit over the top. But then again, as you said, she that's who she is. No, no worries. But I um, but now I understand why. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I agree with which her I didn't and, get. I didn't and get. secular women in saying that sexism and feminism needs to be more of a of a central tenant and needs to be fought for more. But I disagree that that's what this letter was about. Yeah, that's and that's, and what that's I, where I think the point was missed a little. Where if if they had gone through some of these steps and listened more, or what I would say more <laughs> if it's online, read twice. You know, don't just read it through once and, and, well, and start they, commenting. They may or, well have, yeah. but again, the positioning of it yeah. 
is, I, is I, questionable. I understand where they are coming from. I just don't agree with their interpretation. Yeah. Okay. So well, I have one thing to add about it, and this will probably start up in a whole other argument. That's but, fine. Hey, that's what is that's that what we're here because for. Because of not having clear and concrete ways of dealing with anti-feminism and all of that jazz. One of the things we've said that is it's an open letter. It's meant to spur on debate and everything else is that it can be interpreted as the steps that they're saying, you know, moderate, remove the nasty comments, downgrade them, think twice, you know, call somebody up this silent approach so that we put on this nice face for the theist community of showing how we're all this silent approach is being seen as tacit approval for the status quo. I can, I can understand that. Because yes. there are things like if you're moderating a blog and you're taking down these really bad comments, you're not... We were talking earlier about having social consequences for that kind of behavior. And if you just te- kind of take it down and moderate so these never never show up there... People don't see how bad things can be, and people don't get socially punished for putting out rape yeah. threats. Right. But again, this letter doesn't address – it doesn't address a feminism. It doesn't address gay bashing. It doesn't address uh, male misogyny. It doesn't, address, it doesn't address any of that. This is not right. that letter. That's the point. Right. <laughs> I, I do agree with some of the criticism of this, which is – Part of, partially from the feminist point of view, but just quarter of the general point of view of it's very nice to say all these things, but what are going to be the consequences of it? Right. And when that's what, goes, that's what yeah. the next portion is. Yes. This is a jumping off point. It should have said, it is. this is the beginning of conversation that yeah. we need to have. So that we can have Including the, things yeah. like, you know, how to deal with this in the real world, how sure. to deal with this for... Um, social issues, how to deal with this with talking to believers and so on and so on and so on. Exactly. And I'm waiting to see what these different groups come out and say as to regard to like specific behaviors and Mm -hmm. and everything else when those conversations start happening. Right. But of course, the other thing is, is that there isn't one solution to the troll. Right. And if if you want if you want solutions to that, I mean, there's psychology books, there's tomes dedicated to all of these things, right? Yeah. Uh, or there soon will be, uh, if not <laughs> if not. So this was just a two page, four page letter, <laughs> yeah, three and a half page letter. It was a letter. It wasn't a uh, wasn't drill a, down and be specific about how to do stuff. It and, wasn't a Bible. Yes, and, exactly. It wasn't a Bible on how to deal with communication right. in general. It was just... It's an umbrella. Yeah. Okay. Right. And it has spurred on debate. It has done what it was supposed yes. to yeah. do. So just, now let's move beyond this and, and start working on the specifics that this doesn't address. I mean, not in this podcast because right. we're pretty much done with the podcast now. Uh, not... In a existential view, just this week. This week, yeah. yeah. We're done with this week's episode. This week's episode is pretty much in the can. <laughs> you have to go to the bathroom again, don't you? <laughs> well, I do now. <laughs> Are we talking about the flange space again? 
I don't know. Look, I'm just peeing in your sink. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder my vanity is yellow. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, vanity's from the 80s. You might want to think about upgrading your sex symbol. <laughs> no wonder my Kenny G is yellow. No, that's still like no. <laughs> and, yeah. and wrong. Okay. No wonder David Lee Roth is. No, this still isn't working. Sweetie, Justin Bieber. just stop. Just, <laughs> just stop. But I'm trying to be funny. Well, considering we're at the very end of our podcast time ishness, then maybe we should just leave that conversation for another time. Yeah, and, yeah, and I can't, when, I can't, yeah. I can't leave that one in either because that leaves too. <laughs> we got to come up with a better ending, is what he's saying. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, that's still too creepy. <laughs> no, that 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 one. Oh, the previous one. Have a conversation for another time. Another time. Yeah, one that we're never gonna have because we're not a sex podcast. What Gary doesn't know. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. So thank you for joining us this week. Uh, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I learned something. We hope, I hope you learned something. Greg didn't learn anything because he's, he's set in his ways. Because I'm perfect right the way <laughs> I am. That's right. <laughs> and if anybody started listening to us after the American Atheist Conference, thank you. Welcome. And we're sorry. <laughs> If you were exactly. looking for a serious podcast, we have several that we can recommend. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the podcast you're looking That's for. Right. And considerations. All, all, all the podcasts by Brian Thompson are more serious than we're, we are. So, <laughs> And our apologies to every name we mention in this podcast. <laughs> Mentioned and mangled. And mangled. Yes, absolutely. And But happy birthday, uh, now belated, to uh, uh, AC Grayling. AC Grayling, yeah. Yep. Well, if you enjoyed us at all, please leave some feedback on iTunes or come like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and and generally... That'll be our Facebook page. <laughs> no, that's our, our 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 page of Facebook. Our Facebook page that's on Facebook. Fuck you guys, I said it right eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Our Facebook skeptical wire Facebook page. <laughs> I thought it was probably... Skeptic Wire's Facebook page on Facebook. Uh, it could be. I hate you all. <laughs> He said that so we couldn't hear it. <clears throat> I'll hear it in, in on the editing and be very oh. creeped out about it. <laughs> All right. Um, that's yes, it. We'll that's it. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me. Us. Yes. Them. Us. <clears throat> All of us. Yeah. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs> These endings are just getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. That's whatever you guys do is up to you, and it's no skin off my back. It's the which is an entirely different <laughs> fetish. Yeah. <laughs>
can't. <laughs> she was going to say something. <laughs> well, I just keep the putting problem- these lovely visuals in her head. Yeah, I... <laughs> Flaying Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> with, with, with coffee beans? <laughs> with the dude from Folger's Coffee? <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin with a ball cake. With a ball cake. <laughs> a gimp oh. mask. With Elma going... <laughs> Slave. <laughs> Elmo's got a toy for you, and it's got a flange base. This is my dungeon. <laughs> That's Elmo Slave. Now I'm gonna list all my paddles. Which Do you one like is leather? Do you like have finishes? <laughs> Which one of these is not like the other? <laughs> Elmo just likes to watch. 